Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. It's a bonus day. Football by number series is back, and we have jersey number 45. We're going to talk about the top 10 greatest players to wear that jersey number 45 in NFL's 101 years of history. It's all coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. This is your host, Darren Hayes, and we're podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So with Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff supplying us with the tunes, let's go no huddle through today's football history headlines. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com, and welcome to the Pigpen once again. This is a special bonus edition of the Football by Numbers series, and today we're going to go the jersey number 45, the greatest players in NFL history to wear that number 45 jersey, and we're going to go through them in a solo mission. And today, the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, has three players that wore the number 45 that are enshrined in Canton, Ohio, and they are Bill Willis. Emlyn Tunnel and Kenny Easley. The first one we want to talk about is Bill Willis. Now, Bill Willis was a Cleveland Brown through and through. He came from Ohio State and stayed in the state of Ohio and went to the Cleveland Browns in 1946. And he showed up at six foot two inches tall, weighing 210 pounds, and uh, wanted to be a lineman. Well, everybody else sort of laughed at him, but not Paul Brown. The wisdom of Paul Brown just uh, was unbelievable as a coach. Well, Willis had a lot of heart, and he showed that a player of such small size by professional football standards could be a lineman. In fact, an outstanding lineman in the NFL. He was nicknamed the Cat, and he went on to star for the defensive line for the Browns for eight seasons, from 1946 all the way to 1953. Now, 1946 to 1950, remember, the Browns were in the AAFC, a rival league to the NFL, and he thrived in that. The Browns won all four AAFC championships. Their first year in the NFL, 1950, they won the NFL title. It was on a last-second kick. But, you know, Willis was definitely a big part of that, and uh, that is why he is going to go down as our first number 45 to make it into the Hall of Fame. And remember, you might be saying, well, how could number 45 be a lineman? Remember, the numbering uh, restrictions were a little bit different back then until 1954, and that's because of the merger with the AAFC. Uh, They did not have a number restriction. The NFL did. They sort of allowed them to come in without having a number restriction. But 1954, that set the standard that everybody that played in the NFL had to have the numbers uh, 50 through 79 to play on the offensive line and defensive line and they now they've since changed that and had gone in the 90s 
with some of the defense alignment, but they've expanded everybody. It's uh, really a lot different coming into this uh, 2021 season, as we shall see. But Bill Willis, first one of our number 45s on our list. The thing about Willis is he is quite the pioneer going through racial boundaries. Because remember, 1946, there was not too many African Americans playing in the NFL. I'm sure it was not easy at that time to be a man of color coming into the NFL, but he did it with his bravery. He really uh, trailblazed the way for many more to come, and uh, that we all are thankful for that uh, he did that brave thing. The next one we want to talk about for our number 45s is Emlyn Tunnel. Now, he was just another great player, defensive back, uh, played with the New York Giants for the majority of his career, 11 First 11 seasons with the New York Giants. Last three seasons with the Green Bay Packers. He came in in the year 1948 with the Giants. Last year he played was 1961 with the Green Bay Packers. And he had a lot of interceptions here. He And for his career, 79 interceptions as a defensive back. Now think about that for a second. That is quite a bit. Uh, he had 1,282 return yards off of those 79 interceptions. And four touchdowns were scored. And now, do we need to say anything more about that? Well, yeah, we do, because he is not only in the Hall of Fame, he made it into nine different Pro Bowls, and uh, just a fantastic record. I mean, how, how can you have 79 interceptions? That is unbelievable. There's some receivers that don't even get 79 receptions, and this guy is uh, getting the ball thrown away from him by quarterbacks. So, you know, Emlyn Tunnel, definitely our second player to be on our top number 10 of number 45s on our list. And our third uh, player is Kenny Easley. And, you know, Easley is another great uh, defensive back that uh, played. He had 32 interceptions in his career, made it to five Pro Bowls. He came into the league in 1981 with the Seattle Seahawks, stayed with them his entire career through the 1987 season. Uh, 32 uh, interceptions, quite a bunch there. Uh, three touchdowns were scored off of those 32, so one out of every uh, 10 picks was uh, taken for a touchdown. 538 total return yards, those five Pro Bowls. Again, another big-time player in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he's going on our top 10 list as our third player uh, in there. So we have two defensive backs and a a lineman uh, with uh, Bill Willis going in. Now, some players we want to talk about here. First one we want to talk about is Gary Fink. Now, Gary wore the the jersey 45 for 12 seasons, and he was another defensive back. He also had 38 interceptions, 488 return yards, was an all-pro one year, two times played in a Pro Bowl, and a Super Bowl champion. And you may say, well, what did he win the Super Bowl champion with? Well, he was a Chicago Bear from 19 to 1987 played on that great Chicago Bears defense uh, the 1985 Bears probably one of the best defenses to ever be fielded in the NFL Uh, just a phenomenal defensive player uh, on a great defensive team wore jersey number 45 with a lot of pride and he is going to be our fourth player we're going to put on our list because another outstanding defensive back there and Dave Grayson is our next player that we're going to talk about and Dave he was also a defensive back he had 48 interceptions five of those went for touchdowns 933 return yards six pro bowls four times as an all pro two times as an AFL champ. He came in 1961 with the Dallas Texans, and they were the Dallas Texans for two years. Then they turned over to the Kansas City Chiefs, 63-64. Those are two AFL championships. Then he went to Oakland, 
1965, 66, 67, all the way to 1970 as an Oakland Raider. So six years with the Oakland, four years with the Texans and uh, Kansas City Chiefs franchise. And uh, saw a lot of big games in his day with the AFL and a little bit in the NFL. And was on some really good teams because Oakland was no slouch in those years either. So um, he came out of Oregon, uh, like we said, 48 interceptions. I think we're going to go five for five here. He is going to be our fifth number 45 to be in that top 10. Another great player in uh, Dave Grayson. And that Ed Sherrockman, he also wore it for a double-digit years, number 45. I believe he wore it for 10 seasons. And he played with the Minnesota Vikings from 1961 all the way to 1972. He also was a defensive back, 40 interceptions, 804 return yards, three touchdowns. Man, there's a lot of interceptions with these uh, number 45s on here. And uh, he also was an NFL champion uh, in one year. And I'm trying to think where he would have been an NFL champion playing with the Minnesota Vikings his entire career. That may be an error in the uh, pro football reference. Uh, I can't, I don't believe he was a, an NFL champion. Maybe NFC champion uh, with the, the, um, Vikings, but I uh, don't know that he was an NFL champion. The Vikings never won a Super Bowl as of yet, but uh, he is definitely another one. Ed Sharrockman is definitely going to go on our list, too. He is going to be our sixth player. All right, now let's talk about a tight end wide receiver. Mike Sellers wore that number 45 for 12 seasons, one of the longer uh, players in NFL history to wear jersey number 45. Nice long career. He came in with the Washington Redskins in 1998, played there till 2000, then was a Cleveland Brown in 2001. Uh, then he missed a, a couple seasons, 2002-2003. He went up to play in the CFL, and we don't have his statistics from the CFL, but I'm sure they were great. And then a really interesting thing came back in 2004 through 2011 played with the Washington Redskins again very interesting to play with a team for three years go to another team the Cleveland Browns in your fourth year go to a different league the CFL and then come back and play uh, another you know eight years with the Washington Redskins after that very interesting path he had uh, in the NFL in his career but he had 123 receptions just over just under 1100 yards of total receiving 18 touchdowns and 8.9 yards per catch. Uh, that is uh, pretty good for looking at his career bouncing around. He made it into one Pro Bowl even. Um, we're going to put him under consideration. I'm not going to put him in yet, uh, but he will be under some consideration. We'll talk about some of these other players that we have coming here. Uh, like Curtis Johnson is another player. He wore the jersey number for nine seasons. Uh, he won two Super Bowl championships. He was another defensive back. Miami Dolphins, 1970 through 1978. So those uh, two Miami Dolphins Super Bowls in the early 70s are where he got his Super Bowl championship rings from. And he ended up having 22 interceptions in his career, 190 return yards off of those, and no touchdowns. Uh, but he did... Um, recover eight fumbles in his uh, time as a Dolphins too and was a you know good player uh, had some batted balls and some things like that to play you know defended passes so Curtis Johnson's another one that we're going to put uh, a question mark by possibly he could be it I'm not sure that his stats are going to get him there we only have four spots left but let's talk about another great player another uh, wide receiver 
Homer Jones. Uh, he played with the uh, New York Giants from 1964 through 1969, and then one season in, with the Cleveland Browns in 1970. So six years as a Giant, one year as a Brown. He had 224 uh, receptions, uh, just under 5,000 yards, 4,986 yards, 36 touchdowns, and you know had some really good seasons. He had uh, the longest. Uh, play in um, the 1965 season, longest reception, 89-yard t- uh, pass reception that he took to the house um, and just had some uh, great numbers, had the most touchdowns by any NFL player receiving in 1967 with 13, so that's another uh, big score for him, and he made it into two Pro Bowls, so that gives some high marks uh, for Mr. Homer Jones, and we're going to put him under some strong consideration when we go to deliberate. All right, let's talk about another defensive back, Tom Hannon. Uh, he played with the Minnesota Vikings also 1977 uh, through the 1984 season, and he ended up having 15 interceptions during his career, 202 return yards, one for a touchdown. Uh, another decent player. Not sure that he's going to make it uh, on our list here, but uh, we'll definitely put him under some consideration, and uh, we'll see what happens with him. But another player that wore it for quite some time, another eight seasons, was Otis Smith. And Otis Smith, another great defensive back, played with the Philadelphia Eagles for four seasons uh, when he came in the league. And there was a New York Jet for uh, about five years and then went to the Patriots and one final year with the Detroit Lions. Patriots uh, four years, one year for Detroit. And he had 29 interceptions, uh, 645 yards receive of uh, return yards on those seven touchdowns and he won a Super Bowl and that had to be uh, with the New England Patriots in the early 2000s so he uh, definitely has another one that's got some strong consideration that uh, we'll talk about uh, with Otis Smith but we'll see where he comes out in the wash after we talk about a few more players like Speedy Duncan you know Speedy Duncan another great defensive back um he was really known as a, a better return person because he did uh, kick and punt returns a lot. And he had 202 return yards for 2,201 yards, four touchdowns, four times he took it all the way to the house. He had the most uh, return yards in, ni- in 1965 uh, with the San Diego Chargers. Played with those Chargers, came in the league uh, in the AFL, uh, seven seasons and four years with the Washington Redskins. But 1965, he led the AFL in return punt return yards, 464 of them. Um, had the longest uh, punt return of 81 yards in 1966 in the AFL, and the longest punt return in 1968 of 95 yards. Uh, so just some tremendous numbers that we have from him. As a Washington Redskin in 1971, he... Uh, had the longest uh, return average uh, in the NFL at 10.6 yards on punts. So very, very good player, really known as a return man on there, but he was a four-time All-Pro. That really gives him some extra credit here. So we'll definitely have some great consideration for Speedy Duncan as we get down to our end. 
All right, how about another defensive back? Wore the jersey number 45 for six seasons, Jarris White. Uh, he was another player, came in with the Miami Dolphins in 1974, played with them for three seasons, went to the expansion team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 77 through 79, three seasons with them, and then three seasons with the Washington Redskins. So his nine-year career split between three teams equally. He had 19 interceptions, 165 return yards, zero uh touchdowns off of those one time as a Super Bowl champion that's with the uh, Washington Redskins in the early 80s and uh, not sure that he's going to make it on there but definitely a substantial player in the uh, NFL's history and Dick Gordon a wide receiver flanker back type uh, was uh Came, played with the Chicago Bears 1965 all the way to 1971. Spent a couple years with the Rams and the Green Bay Packers for a cup of coffee and uh, San Diego for, to complete his career, San Diego Chargers. Well, he had 243 receptions, 3,594 yards uh, of the yardage off of those receptions, 36 touchdowns, made it to the All-Pro uh, one year and was two-time a Pro Bowler. He is going to have some definite uh, consideration on our list with having all those uh, awards for being such a good player here. And, uh, you know, we got to mention a great running back, Archie Griffin. Uh, didn't have such a great career in the NFL, but he was uh, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner ever. Came from Ohio State and just a phenomenal running back in college. But he did end up having... Uh, about a seven-year career in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals, 1976 to 1982. Uh, kind of a disappointment uh, for him. He only had uh, 2,808 yards rushing, seven touchdowns, 4.1 yards per carry. Not a bad yards per carry average, but uh, just didn't seem to have the uh, the gusto that he had in college. And the pro game sort of caught up with him. He couldn't do some of the, the things that he was able to do in the, at the college level. Uh, probably will not make our list, but definitely worth mentioning. When you have two Heisman Trophy wins, you know that's the only person on the planet that can ever say that so far. And uh, Archie Griffin, he did it. So definitely we wanted to mention him. Let's talk about a few more players here. Uh, one player that wore number 45 for 10 seasons, uh, Jim Bertlinson, uh, another great player, uh, was a good running back, played for the Rams for five seasons, 1972 to 1976. Uh, 614 rushes, 2,466 yards rushing, 4.0 yards per carry, 16 touchdowns, wore the 45 his entire career, uh, probably on the outskirts of, of making it here. Jerry Hill, though, 10 seasons wearing the number 45, was won a Super Bowl championship and an NFL championship. 1961 came with the Baltimore Colts, played with them all the way to 1970. So 1970, he had the champion, the NFL. Uh, Super Bowl title, uh, Super Bowl V it was, and uh, had the NFL championship in the 60s as well. Um, 706 rushes, 2,668 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, 22 touchdowns. Uh, Very strong runner and definitely one we wanted to mention. Not sure he's going to have the mustard to to get on this list. Uh, But maybe Don Burroughs, a defensive back, would because he has 50 interceptions in his career, 564 return yards off of them. 1955, he came in the league with the Rams, played with them for five years, and then spent another five years with the Philadelphia Eagles all the way to 1964. But 50 picks, uh, 
That's uh, nothing to sneeze at. And an NFL championship under his belt. So he wore that for uh, five or six seasons. He wore number 45. So another good, strong player that we can put under some consideration. Not sure if he will make it on our list or not. So we have uh, some good candidates. Uh, Let's just go and review here. We have six that we already put on our list. Our three Hall of Famers, Bill Willis, Emlyn Tunnel, Kenny Easley. And then we have three other ones, Gary Fennick, Dave Grayson, and Ed Sharrockman. And I think uh, the next player that we want to put on there is uh, Homer Jones. Uh, We'll make him our seventh. We talked about him. Great career he had. And Otis Smith is another one we're going to put on as our, our eighth player to make our list. And... I think uh, Speedy Duncan, another one very deserving of being in that top 10 list. And if we had a drum roll, we would play it for you now. But we're going to go with the guy we just talked about. Dick Gordon will be our 10th player as our top 10 greatest number 45s in NFL history up to this date in uh, 2021 when this is recorded. So uh, there you go, folks. That is uh, another great uh, list of players. And let's just go through it one more time. Bill Willis, Emlyn Tunnel, Kenny Easley, Gary Fennick, Dave Grayson, Ed Sharrockman, uh, Homer Jones, Oda Smith, Speedy Duncan, and Dick Gordon. Those are our top 10 greatest number 45s to wear that jersey in NFL history. And we hope you'll be back. And just tomorrow, we're going to have the number 46s, and we have a special guest to help us with that. So don't be a stranger to us. Make sure you join us tomorrow, and make sure you check out our Football History Headlines podcast that comes out each and every day. Learn on that football history every day and this football by number series coming out to, to you about three to four times every week, all the way leading up to the next football season in September of the NFL season. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. A special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. of the Pittsburgh Guardian newspaper circa 1924. But for Marla Delft, assistant editor, everything was about to change. For she was about to discover the awesome attractiveness of Row 1 brand retro sports paraphernalia items thanks to Orville Mulligan, sports writer. And there it is. Wow, Orville, that's really the bee's knees. Isn't it just? A poster-sized replica of the actual 1909 World Series program cover. I can see that. But where did you get it? And where'd you get it framed? I ordered it from the Row 1 website, where over 6,000 items of sports memorabilia from the 1880s to the 1990s are available for reproduction, in multiple sizes and in several different materials, with over a dozen styles of frame to choose from for prints like this. Well, I'm sure Mr. Delft would love to put up more of these in the office. 
But I'm equally as sure they're beyond this newspaper's budget. <laughs> Not at all, my dear Marla. See for yourself. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. Sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. Oh my, these are good prices. Oh, and look at this stuff. Oklahoma, Nebraska football. College basketball art. Michael Jordan items. And so Retro it was that Marla Delt discovered the spondiferous magic of row one sports memorabilia arts and prints. You can, too, by visiting sportshistorynetwork.com slash row one. That's R-O-W number one today for access to the full row one catalog of gallery prints and gifts like t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, telephone cases, coffee mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Act today for a 15% discount off all prints with coupon code SHN15 and 20% off all other items with coupon code SHN20 at Check out and keep your dial locked to the Sports History Network for the exciting chronicles of the 1920 sports world in Orville Mulligan, sports writer. Coming soon. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.